Vikings Defense 2020 on Climbing the Pocket Network's Quick Shots. Part 2. Hey everybody, it's time to talk the Minnesota Vikings 2020 defense. Join me, Dave, from Good Morning Gallahorn. Flip, the great Flip Mozzie from 15 Minutes with Flip. And Matt Fries, one of the Climbing the Pocket Network's outstanding writers, as we break down what we see coming in just less than two weeks. Skull! In part two, we're looking at the safeties. We have the best tandem in the league. How will that affect the overall play of the defense? How will the backups figure in? And will it help the young corners? Last year, we had three experienced corners and they were all let go. This year, we have some youngsters. How are they gonna do? Does having the best safety tandem help them? Or how about the cornerback whisper as your head coach? Well, that brings us to the defense. It's that defense that's got to stop them. Let's talk about the defense. We have the new faces. We have guys, you know, in all three levels. Where do you think probably the most secure portion of the defense is our safeties right now, our two starting safeties. Backups is a whole total different story. But what do you think of the safeties? Matt, go for it. Yeah, so uh, I guess – First of all, we have two of the best safeties in the NFL on this roster, right? And I wish we would have locked up Anthony Harris long-term. It doesn't seem like that's something that's going to happen. But, um, you know, I, I think they were two of the top three graded safeties by PFF last year. I, I don't know the exact number on that. But I, I think the level of play we've seen from both Smith, who's done it for years now, and Harris last year is who they are as players. Right. I, I think that's representative of who they are as players. There was some concern with Harris after 2018, where he had a, a fantastic end to the season. Right. He played about half a season and it was phenomenal. And then he continued that last year. So I think within how good both Smith and Harris are, you're going to see a little bit of fluctuation. So maybe they're not quite at the peak that they were at last year, but this is still very easily a top five safety tandem in the league um flip i don't know how you feel about the depth behind that um it sounds like josh metellus is probably the third guy based on the reports that i've seen come out of camp which you know depth is, is particularly a concern if one of these guys gets injured but i i don't know what you feel with what we got back him up there yeah, I think we're all on the same page. You know, I haven't looked into the depth as much, but honestly, we could have the best the best backup safety group in the league, and they would still be a significant drop-off behind Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Um, health is my only concern here. Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the NFL, a guy who makes all 10 people on the defense around him better, and the centerpiece of the Mike Zimmer defense. From the day Mike Zimmer got here, they've designed everything around Harrison Smith. Not Eric Kendricks, not the defensive ends. It's been Harrison Smith. What you have in Anthony Harris next to him is, frankly, the best free safety that 
Harrison Smith has ever played with. And that you saw it, Harrison, you know, kind of struggled a little bit 2018 with just the revolving door, Andrew Sandejo, Georgia Loka in there for a little bit in 2018. Well, 2019, Anthony Harris locks that safety position down from week one through week 17. And you saw you got an even better vision version of Harrison Smith. So you have Smith in the box being just the heartbeat of this defense. And you've got Anthony Harris sealing over the top, letting Harrison blitz when he wants to, change coverages when he wants to, identify at the line of scrimmage, knowing that he's got a guy behind him who can help these young corners not get beat deep. It's one of the strengths of this defense. It's something that they have to rely on if they're going to see success this year. And and I, I particularly want to emphasize the familiarity that Harris and and Harrison Smith have with the defense and and like you mentioned there um I think that's going to help our young secondary outside of those two players quite a bit where they're so good at communicating and uh, particularly Harrison Smith at seeing what the offense is doing in front of them and predicting the play and understanding what they need to do on the play that it will really help the rest of the secondary kind of gel um, and I think that might be a segue into the corners where we have a, a really young group of guys, right? We've got uh, mm-hmm. Mike Hughes, who we're hoping can take over as the lead corner in the system. We've got Holton Hill, who's running with the ones. You know, when we have two corners on the field, it's it's Hughes and Hill. And from reports, looks really good in camp so far this year. And then we have two rookies, Cameron Dantzler, and Jeff Gladney Dantzler has been really impressive in camp. We drafted Gladney higher than we drafted Dantzler. So how do you think the safeties work with those guys? And who do you think is doing what in our cornerback room this year? Yeah, there's a lot of name recognition happening with the cornerbacks as far as going from last year to this year. The reality is the 2019 cornerbacks, they were not good. And if you look at the top four, just the top four guys, Hughes, Hill, Gladney, and Dantzler we have right now, It there's, there's definitely more unknowns, but it's not unrealistic to say that these four guys are just as good as the 2019 versions of Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, collectively. Or now, better. Or better. Yeah, they, they could be better. And that's the thing with the unknown is – Mike Zimmer, again, a guy who limits the floor of his defense. So this is a top 10 scoring defense in 2019, despite having issues at the cornerback position. So now we have a group that's younger, which means, hey, we might see some big time rookie mistakes on the field, but we also might see aversion because of that unknown, because of the potential that these guys, hey, they can play right away and you know i wouldn't bet on outside on on a great year from jeff gladney or cameron dantzler in year one but i would bet that the 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 issues that you typically see in young cornerbacks giving up good plays that you don't see that because we've got mike zimmer coaching these guys and because we've got the two safeties over the top really my number one thing for these guys is they got to tackle 
Yeah, um, I, I think the one thing you lose in Trey Waynes is he was a fantastic tackler and fantastic in run support. Um, I think that's something that hopefully Holton Hill, who you know one one of his calling cards coming out of Texas, and he he was a supremely talented player um, who had you know off the field issues really, um, was that he was really good in the run game. So, but. I, I think something else that we have, and, and we had this in the past, but is kind of kind of depth at both the slot and the, the smaller, shiftier corners because we have both Hughes and Gladney, and against larger players with Hill and with Dantzler, you know, who are both six two, six three, um, and are are really hopefully going to be good against those larger, more physical players. You know, we have to play Julio Jones. We have to play Mike Evans. But we also have to play some shiftier, better route runners who hopefully Hughes and um, Gladney can account for. So I I think we've got a spread of talent in our corner room that hopefully allows us to match up against different types of receivers better. Having our two safeties back there helps a lot. It helped last year when we had older, more mature corners that used to be good or very good, and now we got these rookies, I think it's going to be all the better. And as you said, Flip, uh, when you have Harrison Smith back there that knows everything that's going to help foster communication between that defensive back group, I think it's going to help speed up their progress to learning along with Mike Zimmer doing his, you know, whispering in their ears and stuff faster than we've seen in the Mike Zimmer era. Yeah, I I agree. It's really just being able to, you know, hey, be optimistic and not just be concerned about every new name you hear. Sometimes those new names beat expectations. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of bad penalty flags, maybe some bad third down conversions. But overall, I think we've got a good cornerback group. It's not going to be flashy, but it's going to be solid. And uh, just to add to that there, let's not act like we didn't give up big plays to players last year or or we didn't have noticeable moments from the corners who have left. I mean, Xavier Rhodes was incredibly frustrating last year a lot of the time where he was getting burnt by guys who, you know, two years before he were nowhere near doing anything against him. Right. And he he always had the occasional pass interference penalties or, or holding penalties, you know, in critical situations that advance the opposing offense. So, you know, we may see some hiccups from the young guys, but it's not like we haven't, we didn't see a bunch of hiccups from our corners last year either. So, a hundred percent. You know, people love to harp on that Mike Hughes performance against Amari Cooper and say, hey, that might be a sign of things to come for the young man. Look, Xavier Rhodes was out there getting, getting beat up and down the field by Terry McLaurin. I mean, <laughs> if you want to knock a guy for not being able to keep up with Amari Cooper, just see what Xavier Rhodes is doing against guys, not just like the top tier wide receivers, but even the the second and third tier wide receivers were beating that guy. So, yeah, I think there is a chance they're going to lose some one-on-one matchups here and there. Overall, 
I'm just not scared. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregate. Skull, everybody.